Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Before we get into today's show, let me talk to you about the best way to play fantasy football this season, and that is the Owner's Box Superflex Salary Cap Game. Build your nine-player lineup in minutes and start winning real cash. If you use the promo code DREW9 today, that is DREW9, you will get a free $10 entry into their $100,000 Week 1 contest. I'm already in that contest, so play against me and the rest of the TDN Fantasy family over on Owner's Box. Welcome into the TDN Fantasy Podcast. Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisner, Jake Arians. It's week one of the NFL season. There's, listen, if you still have a draft, good luck to you here over the next couple of days. But we've moved on here on this show. We are now in rankings breakdown mode. We are in matchup breakdown mode. Jamie released his week one rankings on the site. What was this? Uh, Sunday? Monday, Jamie? Did, did these go up on the website? Yes, yeah, Sunday. Sunday morning. So they're available to you all, his week one positional rankings. They're going to look a little different than the than the pre-draft rankings because Jamie's taking into account the matchups who the team's playing this week. And we are going to spend the rest of today's show breaking down those rankings. And Jamie, I, I think the place I'd like to start here is to ask you a pointed question of, you obviously do all of the rankings in the, in the pre-draft process to get everybody ready yes. for the draft. The mindset shift that happens to now, okay, drafts are over. Now I have to rank these guys based on their matchup for the given week. Take me through that process. So it starts with the baseline of what I've projected for them for the season. Uh, so I haven't changed. So wherever guys are in my final rankings, I do projections for all, whatever, 200, 300 plus of these guys. That doesn't change. What does change is the consideration of a few things. Are guys healthy right now? I'm going to be higher on an Odell Beckham Jr., on a Julio Jones, on a Raheem Mostert, guys of that caliber right now because a lot of the reason why they're farther down the rankings is because we don't trust they're going to play a full season. Um, there's also going to be an account to the opponent that they're playing. So I tried to look back last year at individually how every single one of these opponents that they're facing fared against their specific position group. Mm -hmm. and found what the average number of fantasy points per game allowed by that position group, which, by the way, while I'm here, I guess I might as well read to you what those numbers are just for funsies since I already did sure. the research on it. 
So for last year, by the way, this included playoff games. I wanted to include playoff games in these as well because those games matter too. Uh, so this includes week one through 17 last year and the playoff games. The average number of fantasy points allowed to the quarterback position last year. So every quarterback was 19.572 fantasy points per game. The average to the whole running back position, again, not RB1, but all total running backs per game was 23.684 points. Wide receivers was 37.375. And tight ends, actually, a lowly 12.459 fantasy points allowed per week per team. That was the NFL average if you take every single game played last year and put them together. So I looked at that. I looked at what these individual teams did against the position group, uh, how much, what the percentage was more likely the opponent was going to outscore or underscore, made some slight adjustments based on health. You know, some guys I dinged for health for season long leagues. I didn't want to ding right now because they're healthy and they're going to be playing in week one, but you got to put all that together and you get this group of week one rankings. Man, it's exciting to sit here and, and to know that there are football games in two days as we record this on Tuesday. And then on Sunday, there's a whole slate of games. You know, listen, it's that time of year again. I'm just excited uh, to be back. Uh, but before we get into the rankings, I want to let everyone know, as always, Bet Online, the your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest, the world's largest $200,000 NFL survival contest over at Bet Online. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today, and you'll receive your 100% welcome bonus. Take advantage of their opening day super promo, and you're going to want to take advantage of it quickly. Make a bet on the, on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager gets refunded. Up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. I already know Jamie's got a bunch of player props. We were talking about it yesterday. In we'll the talk about channels. that on Wednesday show. That'll be yeah. that'll be exclusive for our TDN fantasy listeners. I will, I will have a couple. I have a couple props already in the bank that you can actually make on Bet Online uh, specifically. So I will talk about those on our Wednesday show. Yeah, so we've already, Jamie and I have already started to have these conversations behind the scenes. So uh, I guess the, the best way to do this, guys, is we'll just go position by position and look at, you know, I don't, sorry, I know kickers and defenses are people too, but I don't know if we're going to get to them here on the show. Probably just going to look at the, the skill, skill yeah, position players. Just, uh, just look at my rankings. Just for those, just go to draftnetwork.com under the fancy tab. You see every single position ranking. Flex and super flex rankings. I'll be doing super flex rankings this year as well. So all of that is available to you of applause. under the fancy tab of draftnetwork.com. I don't sleep anymore. <laughs> so, okay, since you don't sleep anymore, let's start with these quarterback rankings, which I know you have probably uh, labored over. And I, I guess I will open the floor uh, to, to Jake here. Jake, is there – we can talk about if there's there a player that you think is ranked too high on Jamie's board, ranked too low, a player that you just want to discuss with the group as we preview week one. Is there anybody – listen, I'm going to get a Jalen Hurts conversation in here. Don't you worry, yeah, of Jamie. Of course you are. Don't you worry. But, Jake, I'll open it up to you first. He's one of the guys – I got a question mark with Jalen Hurts more for a conversation because I knew you'd bring it up. I got one guy that stood out to me, and it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I don't like him at 15, but I can see why because I think they jump out early. On the Saints, I think this is like the worst game for Jameis Winston to start a starting quarterback to me. Because I think the Packers jump up early and it just sets him up to have to gunsling to try to come back, which means the Packers may be running a little bit in the second half. But I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be higher than 15 because I think he's a big day. That that defense is not the same. They've lost some pieces off of that, and I think it all still runs through him. I think him and Devontae Adams have a big day. I think Aaron Jones has a big day. 
But I think Aaron Rodgers, to me, when I first looked at it, that's the name that jumped off. It's going to be a little too low. Yeah, I, and I realized that, and he's a guy that I looked at long and I tried to figure out if I could find a spot for him. That secondary is still okay, and actually the fact that this game is going to be played outdoors now, like if this was just played in perfect conditions in the Superdome, I would have liked him even a little bit more. Um, so playing outdoors, I, not it's not much. I think the biggest difference is you start to look at some of the guys that would normally not be ranked ahead of him. They just have really solid to great matchups this week. Yeah. You know, Jalen Hurts yeah. against Atlanta, Tyrod Taylor against Jacksonville, Jimmy Garoppolo against Detroit, uh, Matt Ryan against Philadelphia, Trevor Lawrence against Houston. Like that's that's to me was the line of there are just a handful of guys this week that just have elite caliber matchups, like not just good matchups, like excellent matchups in front of them that I still would feel comfortable. But again, with these rankings, if you have Aaron Rodgers on your team, I'm not telling you to drop Aaron Rodgers and pick up Tyrod Taylor, for example, who comes in at QB 10. I, that's where I was going to start. The, that's that's the guy saying, I want to talk about. If you have both of them on your roster, I would start Tyrod Taylor this week. I know that that's maybe the hot take, but if you have both of them on your roster, I would start Tyrod Taylor. But I'm not telling you to drop because Justin Herbert's fairly low in my rankings, too. He comes in at 16. You have Joe Burrow at 17. I'm not telling you to drop these guys for somebody that may be up here. It's on the waiver wire. I'm just saying because season long, they're going to outperform these players mm -hmm. as I have, as you can see in my season long rankings, but in their matchups in week one, I think they're going to be fighting a little bit of an uphill battle. And I think both Rogers and Herbert are going to probably be around that, like 18, 18 and a half fantasy points per game. And you're going to need to be around 20 to be in the top 12. I think Rodgers gets closer to 10, but Herbert makes a lot of sense playing that Washington football team defense, which is fairly healthy in week across one. Across the country. Looked, yeah, across the country. It looks really good. They didn't add another piece, which we've been I've been screaming for every trade for a potential receiver that goes there. Um, I, I I looked at the Tyrod Taylor, Chris, and I went, I kind of like it. No, I, I was We're getting from this Jacksonville like, defense. Yeah. I think he runs around. I mean, like I, I watched him pretty close against that Bucks defense, which was blitzing him and, Ty, you know, Joe Tryon's chasing him all over the place. And he looked really good. He looked like Tyrod again. They're going to run it. They're going to play action off of that. I think he scrambles around and gets you some points. I don't know what I'm getting out of Jacksonville defense. I, I think Jacksonville is going to go win the game, but I think Tyrod's a solid play this week. I lied that when I looked at it and went, yeah, I kind of like it. I don't even know if I'll bring it up. One of my favorite Jamie, owner's box plays of the week. I've already mentioned that before. $5,300 in owner box. He's, he's spoiler alert. He will be in my super flex. I'm changing my lineups a bunch, uh, but he is always going to be locked in that super flex because he's going to run around a ton. And I really like him in that format. And I think it's important to, to, to mention this point here, Jamie, you, you said it earlier that, listen, I have Rogers at 15 Herbert at 16. I'm not saying drop those guys, but I'm saying that there are better matchups for other guys this week. I think it's important to note that what you're basically saying there is when Rogers and Herbert get those favorable matchups, that's where they're going to make up the difference. And that's why projections have them higher is that when they get those favorable matchups, because they will get them, it's just not here in week one, they are going to outperform those other guys. So essentially, like, and just to illustrate this point home, because I, I do want to make this point clear, is if they were playing a neutral opponent, okay, I would have Aaron Rodgers and Justin Herbert about one to two seven. fantasy points per game more than Tyrod Taylor every single game if they were playing the exact same opponent. Um, if I was playing them over the course of the season, obviously I don't think Tyrod's going to finish the year as the starter. So obviously I like those guys, but the reality is, is they're going to make this up because if yes. Tyrod, if again, if Aaron Rodgers was playing the same opponent, Tyrod Taylor was Aaron Rodgers would be significantly higher than Tyrod Taylor is at 10. Like Aaron Rodgers yes, would be in top five. Yes. And that's, so I think that's, the point think the is, point is that I want to hammer home. And the other point that has to be mentioned here is we're talking about single week performances. We could literally be talking one point or a half a point or three quarters of a point. So you don't, 
drop star players at any position to go switch it out. But if you have multiple guys on your roster who you, that's where this is, this is going to change it. Like odds are you've drafted Aaron Rodgers. You might not have a second quarterback. I'm not saying you have to pick one up, but if you had Aaron Rodgers and Tyra Taylor, Aaron Rodgers and Jalen hurts, Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm telling you where I would start over whom this week. Jamie, did it hurt you to put Lamar Jackson as QB two this week? Did it pain you, even though he's been he's been your QB one all season? Did it hurt or all no, season? No, hurt a little bit. Okay. Uh, no, because not really. Like I, it, it is what it is for this week. I mean, they're both. Uh, I'm trying to see where I end up getting their projection totals uh, for week one. They were all pretty close to each other anyway. I think there was a yeah, there was less than one point difference for me between where I had Mahomes projected and Lamar Jackson projected um, this week. I just expect I expect the Chiefs are going to have to throw the ball a ton. Uh, and I really, I didn't, you don't have both those guys. You know what I mean? Like that's, no. that's the scenario for me. You didn't draft Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, unless you're in that best ball league that I'm in where I did indeed draft Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. If you remember that fun little one I did there, but, um, <laughs> I do you didn't that. draft both of these guys. So you're not having any questions. You're on question starter. Uh, I, I believe I have eight tenths of a point difference with Mahomes being a little bit higher this week. I, I like both have strong matchups. Mahomes is at home you know, is what it is. Uh, anything else in the quarterback position before we move on? Are you going to have your Jalen Hurts conversation? Well, I, I, I'll, I'll, we'll end with Hurts. I just want to bring up a couple other names. Uh, I love Ryan Tannehill this week. My QB six. Yep. Um, Arizona yep. has no cornerbacks. So that's, no, I feel not. like that's something that you might need. So I also point. think Henry's going to run it down their throat. So what Tannehill does best is play action. And you have Julio healthy, as you mentioned a minute ago with healthy AJ Brown, which we don't know how, how long we're going to get that. I think there's some multiple 20-yard chunk plays on that defense. Absolutely. A couple other names. Again, I have Dak Prescott and Josh Allen a little bit lower this week than I normally would. Odds are you're still starting them no matter what, but just understand, temper your expectations a little bit. I don't expect 25-plus point performances for those guys against yeah against Tampa Bay and against Pittsburgh. Um, now, if it's still not a great matchup, but if TJ Watt doesn't play, it makes it a little bit easier matchup for, for Josh Allen. So kind of keep an eye on that situation as we get closer to Sunday. Um, and then a couple of guys that I'm a little bit lower on than normal. We talked about Rodgers. We talked about um, Justin Herbert. Same deal with some of these other guys that are a little bit lower uh, in, in my rankings, like a Kirk Cousins or those guys. They're not guys you're going to start this week. But uh, all right, Chris. Oh, yeah. And, and Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, is a solid start. He's going to lose some snaps to Trey Lance, but that Detroit secondary is awful. Like there's go- They're going to run the ball a ton. But I would not be surprised to see a multi-touchdown game from Jimmy Garoppolo before they just start running it down their throat in the second half. Do we want to do this? Right, Chris, go. Go yell at me about Jalen Hurts. You've been doing it I'm for not, three I, months. Listen, we talked about this in the pre-show. And Jake and you kind of have convinced me to not be as angry about Jalen Hurts being a top-five quarterback. Because the argument is, if you're not going to play him in this matchup when he's playing Atlanta in week one, when are you going to play him? Right? And I think that's a fair – but in the five? Top five? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing with Hurts, right? He's going to compete his ass off. It's week one. He's the starter. This is his team. He's a great leader in the locker room. All that stuff makes him compete harder on the field. And he's not going to start hearing the stuff from Philly until they lose this game from the fans about, hey, we'll start Minshew next week. It's gonna, You're going to hear it yeah. as soon as this is over. But he's going to run all over the place. Like, Hunt. segue into the running backs. I have Miles Sanders too low on Jamie's list because I think those two together – I'm not sure what else you're doing, but running the read option a ton, and one of them is going to pop a bunch. So I can see this. Like, this defense is not good. Here's the way I look at this game, too. Obviously, we have two bad defenses, and I think there's going to be a lot of points in this matchup, as do the books. But here's how I look at this. What are the two biggest knocks on Jalen Hurts right now? 
the potential that he loses, I guess three biggest knocks, the potential he loses the starting job, the potential he gets hurt, him as an overall passer. I don't have any concerns about those three in week one. He's healthy right now. He's starting right now. And I don't think he's going to have to pass it as much because he's going to be running around like crazy. And even if he does have to pass a lot, volume is going to, again, efficiency is nice, but volume matters the most for fantasy. And I really, really love him this week. Uh, you know, he's somebody that is going to be an interesting one because I do bet there are some people that have Jalen Hurts with some of the one of these other top quarterbacks as like a combo on their team. And there's going to be some interesting decisions that have to be made. Doesn't matter how he gets the production. It's going to be untraditional, quote unquote. But all you care about is the final score at the end of the week. I love him this week. Time is a flat circle. And probably where we ended the 2020 uh, fantasy season, we start the 2021 fantasy season. James Robinson is a top 10 running back, comes in at number six this week for Jamie. Went went through all those ebbs and flows throughout the offseason of James Robinson's yep. not going to – right back at number six. Just Right just back at number six. Forward. Love the matchup. Um, Houston can't stop anybody. Uh, they're going to lean on him heavily. I think this is going to actually be a close game too and one of the few really close games I expect Jacksonville to play this year. So I imagine they're going to try to run the ball maybe even more often than they would in, in a common matchup because I do expect them to actually – I don't know. They should win this game. I'm not going to say they are because I, when two bad teams play each other is the most fun experience ever because you have no idea what's going to happen. Specifically uh, when it's ex- Houston and Jacksonville? Yes. Uh, so I'm just glad it's not the Thursday night game. But it's, uh, it's one of those ones where I expect them to run even a little bit more than they normally would. It's obviously a better matchup, uh, uh, an elite matchup for James Robinson. If you were lucky enough to draft him late and you did your draft earlier in the offseason or you t- whatever you took him up, he is an absolute no doubt must start this week. Yeah, I I, I love that one. I, I I love Jacksonville's young talent. I think that alone, they have enough home run hitters that somebody's going to pop, I think, to win, to win this game for them. But I love him. The first one that popped out to me was Zeke looks a little high at 14. But I understand why you did it because this is PPR format. I think they're going to have a yeah. bunch of dump-offs, get it out of Dak's hands early. Now, it's still going to be Levante and Devin White chasing him down, but Zeke will kind of get his, and you get that point for the catch. I don't think he has more than mm-hmm. 60 yards rushing because I think they're trying to throw it a bunch to come back uh, with that defense and that secondary. So that one looked like it, but I understand why you have him there. And spoiler for our Wednesday show, one of my player props is on Zeke, and it is very much a receptions prop. It's not a rushing yards prop. So we will talk about that. Cause yeah, that that's where I put that value for him. For me is I expect him to catch four or five, maybe even six balls out of the backfield, which I think will really boost his ranking there. And if you kind of look at some of the guys around him and if, if you're driving right now, make sure uh, one stay safe and check my ranking when you get home. If you're at work, just, you know, you know, stop whatever you're doing, pull them up right now. Just so you can kind of look along with us at some of these rankings. Some of the guys right behind him, Saquon Barkley, who I have a lot of concerns and might not stay at 15, to be honest with you. That's a player he I might not play. see dropping. That, that's the thing. Like, we still don't know what, well, how much he's going to be. It would be easy used. if he doesn't play. Yeah, one part is like he's going to play and trying to guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the difficult part of this thing. Uh, Austin Eckler, who I don't love this week. I feel like I'm a little low on him, maybe. He's a guy that I could bump up a couple spots. Gus Edwards. Tough match. Like, but again, um, they're going to still be a timeshare a little bit there with Tyson Williams getting some carries. I don't think they're going to just give Gus Edwards 100% of the workload when they wouldn't do that for Ingram and they wouldn't do that for J.K. Dobbins. Uh, Miles Sanders. Is, so there's some interesting guys in this. See, I like Miles Sanders himself. this week. That's the one I thought yeah. was was too low as well. Uh, at 18, they don't have a lot else. I think they're going to throw it to him on some dump off. They're going to run the read option. He's just he's one of those guys. It's like what two guys have two eighty yard, three eighty yard runs, whatever it is. The last couple of years, like he's a home run hitter. I guess a bad defense. So I can see him feel, popping for for something decent because I don't think they're going anywhere else. 
Yeah, I could see it. Like I could see my right now, my 13 through 20, maybe 13 through 21 moving around a little bit. Um, in that whole, that RB, that whole RB two category, I think can move around, not into RB one territory, but who over who can kind of move around a little bit there. Odds are you don't have three of the guys in my top 20 or four of them. If you don't have a flex spot, so you, you're going to be playing them no matter what, but I could see that order shifting a little bit as we go throughout the week. Uh, anything else here in the running back, the uh, guy that I love that Uh no fantasy anybody's given any love to is Raheem Mostert. I love where you have him, and the only I've reason been, I don't think he's going to be higher than that is because Trey Sermon is going to play the second half because they want to keep Mostert healthy, and he's they're going to blow the that line at seven is absurd. If San Francisco, if that game is within twenty, I'll be shocked. San Francisco is really good, really good on defense. They're going to run it down their throat. They're going to throw it. Like one of my questions was like, if you got Debo Samuel and you got Raheem Mostert, who do you like better? I don't oh, think either oh, yeah. one of them do a whole lot in the second half. Yeah, but Mostert. I think Mostert's getting 15 touches in the first half. Yeah, Mostert's a must start this week as well, coming in there at number 11. That's a good call out. Um, love him. I'm trying to look at some other names here that might be inspired. I mean, I'm, I'm high on Mixon again this week, uh, RB4. All of the concerns about Mixon don't exist today. Talk to me in a week, but today there are no concerns with Joe Mixon. Uh, some other names to kind of keep an eye on that are a little bit bigger names that are outside of like my RB2 territory. Clyde Edwards Alaire at 27, not the easiest matchup in the world. Um, against Cleveland and so not somebody that I think I want to see a little bit more about ankles injured as well. He's going to play, but he's still a little bit banged up. Uh, you know, Josh Jacobs comes in at 24 for me. DeAndre Swift at 25. Swift is going to play as I've been telling you all along, but maybe it won't be the full workload. Jamie, I got a question um, for you. the Josh Jacobs yeah. thing is interesting. Where do you have Kenyon Drake? And what do you expect uh, the- like this to look like? Well, they didn't play anybody in the preseason. Nathan Peterman took every snap at quarterback. Like nobody played for the Raiders other than their defense. What do you expect from Drake? Like he's projected to be okay on most outlets, but to me, it feels pretty risky. We haven't seen it. We don't know. Is he going to be the third yeah, down I, guy? Maybe like in, in certain situations, like I, I have him right now in 48 40s. Yeah. In the forties for this week, I still want to see how they use him. Um, I, I'm not sure it's going to be in as prominent of a role every week as people expect. They expect him to have some big weeks, but uh, you know, Josh Jacobs is still going to get the early down carries. He's still going to get the goal line work. So I'm curious to see if Drake is used in certain situations. Is he used only on third down? Is he used on certain um, series packages? Like, I- I'm really curious to see how that they get him involved because he will be involved somewhat enough to be fantasy relevant while Jacobs is healthy. Probably not. Uh, anything else here in the running backs? The only that other one, which I probably would take some heat for, I'm still in a little bit of wait and see mode on Damian Harris. Uh, who comes in at, at RB34 for me. I can see a path where he's very successful, but he's not going to catch passes. You're going you're gonna to definitely need a touchdown for him to be starting caliber for you. He could get it. I would not be shocked if he has double-digit touchdowns this year, but he's somebody that I'm just not fully buying into yet here at the start of the season. I guess I got one other running back question. It's a situation. Yeah. We were talking about the Houston-Jacksonville game, and Houston wants to run it a ton. Are we really thinking it's going to be Mark Ingram and Lindsey sharing carries and David Johnson's playing third down or that's a smoke screen and David Johnson's he's still the best back they have. Yes. Does I he, does he get enough work or is it truly a timeshare? And do you like any of these guys this week fantasy wise against the defense? We don't know what we're getting. I think it's truly a timeshare. And I think that's why all of these guys, I'm trying to see where the highest one did any of them make my top 40. Yeah. Lindsay came in at, at 39 Ingram at 41. I still have David Johnson, the highest at 29, because I think on a per touch basis, he's going to be more productive with his touches than Ingram and Lindsay Ingram's going to need to score a touchdown. 
But I, I imagine this is going to be a lot of Lindsey on first and second down, Mark Ingram a lot inside the 10, and then David Johnson on the field a ton in, pa- in obvious passing situations. It's just uh, David Johnson closed the year so well. I agree. Season. He was one of and my sleepers. I love different him. coaching yeah, staff. Man. I know, yeah. but it's just he it, he looked like the David Johnson of old, right? I mean, he just he was a major part of what they were doing in the last three games of the season. It's just he looked good this it. preseason. I know. I, 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 I'm baffled, baffled by this situation. Uh, before we get to wide receivers and tight ends, Jamie, you mentioned it earlier that you have changed your lineup a bunch uh, for the owner's box super flex league that you you are in. Uh, tell everybody how they can uh, compete against you, join you in this. And then what version of the lineup are we on right now for you? Well, we're definitely on lineup like four or five. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm still trying. I'm trying to change in to get a- – I won't give it away, but there's a certain pass catcher uh, that I would like to get into my lineup. So now I'm going to decide where I can cut money because my lineup was literally the exact $50,000 salary cap. So I got to figure out how I can cut money and not hurt my team even more. But what I'm talking about right now is the owner's box super flex salary cap game. Uh, it's a never before seen super flex, uh, super flex format that eliminates kicker, eliminates defense, gives you two flex spots and a super flex in. It's the first of its kind. Uh, and gives you what you love the most, which is offense. So make sure you build your nine-player lineup in minutes like I have already, and then change it a million times between now and kickoff while staying under the $50,000 salary cap, and you can start winning cash, by the way, for free. And let me tell you how. Visit ownersbox.com or download the Owners Box app and use the promo code DREW9. That is DREW9, as in Drew Brees, who we also mentioned earlier on the show. And you'll get a free $10 entry into the $100,000 NFL Week 1 contest. I'm already in it. Win some money. You can join that contest for free. And you can also have an additional nine other entries. So a total of 10 entries you can make into this contest. I strongly encourage you to do it. Take a look at some of the salary cap. Take a look at my rankings and see players that are going a little bit undervalued right now on Owner's Box. We talked about a couple of them. I talked about Tyrod Taylor. You know, James Robinson's a guy I like a lot. So there's all these players, maybe Raheem Mostert, as, as Jake pointed out. So there's some really interesting players here that might be a little bit cheaper than you would expect that you can get into your lineup over on Owner's Box. Uh, two more positions for us to get through here on the show. We're going to go through wide receiver and tight end. And, and Jamie, I'll, I'll say this. I think the one thing that stood out to me here, and this is not a surprise because if you listen to the show, you know how all three of us feel about these two particular players. Uh, but uh, Amari Cooper coming in right on the edge of wide receiver one as wide receiver number 12 for you. We've talked about how we feel about that Dallas wide receiver room. And then Antonio Brown all the way up as wide receiver 14. This is this is You're on an island on this one compared to, to the experts. You have him a little bit higher, uh, but I think we all agree with you here those were two that stood out to me at least inside of the top 15 what the head coach saying his press conference about antonio brown today (laughs) i'm right like i don't want to be cocky but nobody's paying attention to antonio brown i've been screaming this all off season so we'll see but what's very intriguing this thursday night game five count them five top 15 wide receivers in my rankings that are playing here on thursday night Mike Evans at six, Chris Godwin at eight, Amari Cooper at 12, Antonio Brown at 14, CeeDee Lamb at 15. Five top 15 receivers. Offense, baby. Look, getting two of the best. It's going to be fun. I've explained my point on Brown for a while. I think that he's going to get a very similar target share to Godwin and Evans. He's been – I don't know how more glowingly Bruce Arians can talk about him than he already has. Like, I don't know how much more praise he could possibly heap on Antonio Brown for him to get some attention. We know what the skill set is. No. Is he the player he was five or six years ago? No. But he might not be that far off from it, especially early in the season. 
when he's well rested and uninjured and all this other stuff. I'm he's going up against this Dallas team that can't stop anybody. Like, I must be worried about like Nation Wright and Trevon Diggs and like who am I worried about in this Dallas secondary? Well, none of them are covering him. They're playing Dan Quinn's cover three, so they're playing his own. You, you got a quarterback yeah, that loves him and a, and a receiver that yeah. knows the nuances of being a veteran of how to get open. I, it's all going to be who catches the touchdowns and who finishes the highest of those five. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, it's they're going to Dallas is going to have to throw it a ton. I mean, Zeke's running for his life. So, like, yeah. Evans is the most likely to catch a touchdown. He's the highest on there. Godwin's most likely to probably go lead them receptions. So, like, I mean, that's where these guys are. But uh, if you drafted Evans or you drafted Godwin or you drafted Cooper or you drafted Lamb, you're starting them. You don't need me to tell you that. But if you drafted Antonio Brown, get him in your lineup somewhere. Get him in. That's me. That, that'll be me this week. Uh, Jamie, listen, you're my friend, and uh, I care about you and your rankings. I thought for sure that when I opened up this page with the wide receiver rankings, pick? that Marvin Jones would have been a top 20 wide receiver. I thought you were going to try to do it with him having a favorable matchup this week against Houston. You got him all the way up to 25. You got him pretty far, but I thought for sure he was going to be a top 20 wide receiver this week. Uh, if he wasn't hurt, he probably would have been up a few spots. I got, I got to at least account for that a little bit, uh, but I still love him this week. He's somebody that is should very much be in flex consideration for you or even wide receiver too, depending on how you roster when, if you went RB, RB heavy early, like we've suggested, he might be your wide receiver too. Like him a lot this way. I like him and LaVisca a lot. There's going to be from a fantasy. This is why fantasy is so great sometimes because there's exactly zero NFL real life relevance to Houston Jacksonville. There's none. It doesn't exist. These teams suck, but there is so much fantasy potential in this matchup with, with some players. It's going to be really enjoyable to watch. Uh, Jake, even with the dropsies, we had Jamar Chase at number 32 this week. Because they're going to throw it a ton as well. I mean, I, I think Mixon's going to yeah. start off with a decent day, but they're going to they're gonna have to throw it a ton. A guy that stood out to me that I thought was too low that I think has a big week is Robbie Anderson. I think he's a, he's a sleeper this week against a bad defense. We don't know what we're getting. I don't know how complicated that defense is going to be. I think they want to run it with McCaffrey, but I think they want Darnold to show it off a little bit. I, I love all those weapons in Carolina this week against a bad New York team, which I don't know what we're getting. I, I like some of the New York guys, but I thought Robbie Anderson was too low at 29. Yeah, he's he had 29, DJ Moore at 24. You can kind of swap those. We're kind of in this group, I think, from about Thielen at 20 to about to probably Anderson at 29 that I think are all fairly interchangeable. In, in my rankings, they were all within – uh, let's see, 1.5 points of each other. Um, so I could, I could absolutely see that. He's a guy that I can absolutely see overperforming my ranking of him there at 29. Like Carolina should have a decent game here. And if they don't, oh my boy. The like, I like where you have Cooper Cup, but just a little nugget, the stuff I'm hearing out of LA is that McVay is enamored with the Stafford-Cooper Cup connection. Like it's going to be big time. So you have Cooper Cup. It, it be, I know Jamie does. It's probably eight leagues. Be excited about him. So I don't know really where I, if I'd have him any higher than you. I think it was what, 18, 19? 19. I don't know if I could yeah. put him any higher than that going in, but expect big things from him. Almost matchup proof as much as Stafford loves him. And yeah. he's such a big guy to be able to move around and play in the slot. He's really a matchup nightmare for anybody trying to cover him. Metcalf jumped off as maybe a little bit too high against a really good defense, but I don't know what the hell I'm getting from that offense in Indy. And I don't know how much they're going to be giving it back, how much yeah. is Seattle going to run it. So I have questions there about what this Seattle offense looks like, but I don't think I'd change that. The only other one that kind of jumped out to me was Tyreek Hill at one. 
kind of yeah. like the matchup. I think they're going to throw it a ton. And then you say, okay, they're going to throw it to him at the line of scrimmage probably five times, and he's going to get eight yards when there's really nothing. If Cleveland, with these corners that are healthy, safeties that are healthy, pass rush that's healthy, lets him get deep, that's just just can't happen. Like, let, let Kelsey have 15 catches, but you cannot let Tyreek Hill beat you. I think that's the entire game plan. I still think he has a really solid day, but one was like, okay, maybe that's, that's, that felt hot. It felt to me, I went with that more so, I think, volume, uh, because where else is the ball going besides him and Travis Kelsey? Like the matchup a little bit more than Devontae Adams, but I do think like one through five here of Hill, Adams, Hopkins, Ridley, Brown are fairly interchangeable. Uh, in terms of my projections, they were all within seven-tenths of a point of each other. So I think they're all kind of you know very interchangeable there at the top. You're obviously starting them all anyway. Uh, but this is one of the few times that you'll see Devontae Adams healthy and not at number one. Yeah. Other um, kind of interesting names. To, yeah. Oh, did you have another one, Chris, before I No, no, no. I, I was, I was going to move us on, but I was going to tee it up by saying anything else before we move on. So go ahead, Jimmy. So a couple other names just because the guys have been asked about a lot. Um, Julio Jones at 16 uh, in my rankings this week. Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Keep an eye on Ayuk's injury, but 22 and 23. There's a lot of room there. Uh, against that Detroit game for them to go up. I'm a little bit lower on Robinson this week with Jalen Ramsey covering him, but he's still a guy that you need to find a way to get in your lineup somewhere. I'm trying to see if there's any other names that would be uh I got a question on one, James. Curtis Samuel yeah. practiced yesterday in, in pads and apparently was flying around and looked pretty good, but hasn't done a lot with that groin yeah. this offseason training camp. Are you a wait and see on him? Because I know you're bullish on him for the season. Are you waiting to see with yeah. this injury? I'm a little concerned. I got asked about him on our, our owner's box fantasy Friday conversation. It was like him versus Cortland Sutton, which is funny because I hadn't done these rankings yet. And those two wound up right next to each other. So that's kind of funny how that happened. I'm a little concerned. I like him for the season, but I, again, a guy, it he's joining a new team, but he's not joining a new offense. So I think there's a little bit of a, like you only get like half dinged for missing as much time as he has. Cause you obviously have plenty of familiarity with the coach and play caller, but um, you know, it's one of those things where, I like him more for the season than I do this week. It's not the easiest matchup while LA secondary is fully healthy either, but I do, I am very curious to see how he is used and if he's used the way I think he's going to be, or if he has a full workload on his plate, even for week one. Tight ends to close us out. So I think we all know who's at the very top. I Mm -hmm. I don't think there's really going to be any debate about the top three or probably top four. Like they're all the same guys. Like these look a lot closer to what my season long rankings, with the exception of one key player that is lower than normal this week. Uh, You know what, Jamie, that's, I'm I'm glad you pointed that out because I kind of noticed that while I was looking at it is that there's been, there was movement in all those other positions, but this one stayed very true to how you actually feel about them over the course of the season. Those top five are are pretty, I think they're exactly the way your top five are. Higby, who we've talked about on this show, Austin Hooper, we've talked about on this show, um, Tunyon, who you're more down on than most. So it, it this very much reflects your season-long rankings more so than those other positions have so far. Other yeah. than one guy, like I yeah, love one Rhea guy Hooper. Is clearly, yeah, yeah, Ebron is way up, but I love where you have him. Like he's the receiver on that team. Like yeah. this, that one's interesting. That's one that jumped off end. the page, and I went, I really like it. Yeah, Buffalo wasn't great against tight ends last year. As good as that defense is a, as a whole, they they struggled with that. I mean, the other one's TJ Hawkinson at 11. I know you've dropped him, of course, from what, six, wherever he was. That's a tough yeah, matchup. Season, Fred, Fred yeah, Warner, season, those safeties, Jaquaski Tart. I mean, that defense, if you're playing the Lions and Swift looks like he's going to play, but he's not 100% healthy, how are you going to cover them? Like, you're going to 
do everything you can to keep Hawkinson from doing anything. I can see him being closer to 20 than 11. And I know it was hard for you to drop him from six to 11. So do, do we want like an honesty box right now? Please. So he's somebody I had to manually adjust because in my actual projections, he came in at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Yep. And that was with extra adjustments. The only, and so I, I actually wanted to have him a little bit lower than I have him now. My only pause on him and why he was at, if you were to ask me, Chris, what was, who was the toughest player to rank this week? It was TJ Hawkinson because every statistical output tells me he shouldn't be a tight end one this week. But there's also a factor of, you know, he might just get peppered with volume. And even if he's extremely inefficient, there's a point where you just get enough stuff to get the job done. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to account for that potential by putting him here where it went like, all right, is there anybody below him? that I would say I just have to start. And there's a lot of guys in that group below him who either have not a great matchup or in some sort of timeshares or on a new team or, you know, guys I moved up like 10 spots because I like their matchup, but they're not somebody I would necessarily rush to start. So that's kind of where he fell for me, right? That 11 spot um, in my rankings. Odds are you don't have a better option on your team and you're going to start him no matter what, and you'll get much better production in future weeks. But this is not a good matchup at all. You're really just going to hope he either catches a touchdown or just volumes his way out of a bad matchup. Yeah, I mean, the counteract to, of okay, that's how they're going to cover him. We'll split him out. He's still our best player on offense, so we'll move yeah. him around. We'll put him against a corner instead of those good safeties in that linebacker. The other one that felt kind of low was Gronk, but I know why you put him there because there's only one football. And yeah. you never know yeah, if it's going to be a was, Super Bowl where he catches two touchdowns or if he's the left tackle like he was against the Washington football team and then doesn't do anything, but he just is a dominant blocker. It's just a, he feels like a you great don't know example. what you're getting. Yeah, he feels like a great example of like a best ball player. Of you want to take advantage of those massive ma- those massive games when he has them. But at some point I was like, I can't I you know, I think Ronald Jones is a pretty solid game. Like there's a point where I'm just running out of plays. And I just think <laughs> you know what, I'm gonna trust the receivers on this team. And maybe this is a, a low-volume Gronk. And maybe he catches a touchdown, but I don't think it's going to be like a five-catch game for Gronk. Like, he might do two or three catches and a touchdown or something. So, kind of split the difference there with him. Some other interesting names. Like, I, I felt comfortable still with Pitts at five because of the matchup, even though we haven't seen literally any of him in the preseason. It's got a really strong matchup. as essentially the number two wide receiver for the Falcons against Philadelphia. Like, I, I that's the matchup that if he was playing a, a great defense, I would be a little bit more hesitant, but... In that matchup, I think he absolutely can can perform up to those expectations. You know, otherwise, another some interesting like deeper sleeper guys that end up cracking my top twenty that I think are worth at least discussing. Dan Arnold I, all the way up at fourteen. Oh. Tommy Tremble's not starting the year as their, as their tight end, I as know. their top tight end. Chris, are you really going to go Tommy Tremble on us again? No, I, listen, it was a it was an it was an off season hype train moment, and I'm not you know me, Jake. I can't give it up. I, don't, I, I don't like get off Tremble, the train. Not, I you stay ride the train. Way. That's for damn right. sure. So uh, we're here. I got to stick to it. But you're right, uh, Jimmy. You're right. Yeah, I, I like them against that matchup against the Jets. Uh, Sam Donald still likes his tight ends. Um, I, I know it's been inconsistent because he's had nobody to throw to at times in New York when Herndon's been hurt. But uh, Dan Arnold's the guy I'm watching there at 14. Speaking uh, of Herndon, Herndon's, can we talk about him at 16? Yeah, can we talk about Chris Herndon? <laughs> um, there's going to be targets there. Because Irv Smith ain't playing, and Conklin's still been banged up. Uh, Cincinnati's defense isn't anything to write home about, particularly in the secondary. I like what they've done a little bit in the offseason up front, but uh, that's an interesting one to me. He's a he's a cheap DFS owner's box type player as well. He's somebody I'm considering when I'm talking about cutting salary. He's somebody that I'm, at least in my consideration, of a guy that maybe I pick up for the dirt cheap. I believe he's $3,100 at owner's box right now. 
Uh, he cracks my at, at 16 for me. Another guy to just keep an eye on, he cracks my top 20, and I know nobody else in the fantasy industry is on me because when I submit my rankings to fantasy pros, it like, tells you like where you are versus ECR. This is a guy like I'm always like 18 spots higher than everybody else in the world. Jordan Akins, Tyrod Taylor loves him, some tight end, loves him. Remember Charles Clay? Okay, got a ton of production with Tyrod Taylor back in Buffalo. Not saying you start him week one. Not saying you start him when everybody's healthy and there are no bye weeks. I'm just saying I would not be surprised if Aikens finishes in the top 15 this week. That's all I'm saying. By the way, that Charles Clay, that's a great Tommy Tremble comparison. H back out of Tulsa back in the day that turned into a decent tight end. That's like your absolute ceiling for anything Tommy Tremble related because Clay was a beast for a while there. Productive player. Look, on the surface, I don't like Andrew's matchup. Corey Littleton covers line covers everybody at the linebacker position as good as anybody, but he's getting a little up there. Kwiatkowski, I love too. You haven't seen a lot of this, and this Raiders defense is different. New defense coordinator, different scheme. I've seen some of them in the preseason. It's okay. But then you go, okay, Bateman's out. They're down to two yeah. running backs. Who's catching that's Lamar's, that's Lamar's yeah. dude. He's catching a touchdown. And you go, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm leaving him at four. I think he has a big week. But on the surface, matchup-wise, you look at it and go, I don't like the guys covering him. They're really good. But he's so yeah. freaking good. Outside of, I mean, honestly, if you look at true statistics, he's the most likely tight end to catch a touchdown. Like he catches a touchdown, I think every like seven and a half receptions or something. It's something stupid. Um, He is statistically the most likely player to catch a touchdown. So that's why he's that high. And again, you just told me I just get him inside the 20 and I don't get any production anywhere else on the field. I still think he's a tight end one this week. The, The Jimmy Graham stats. Plus those linebackers are now getting pounded in the mouth with Gus trying to chase down Lamar. And still yes. trying to cover him on passing downs. And you have to cover him for like five seconds sometimes, which is impossible. With Lamar. So like running, I, yeah. on, that's what I'm saying. On the surface, somebody might look at it and go, well, if you're really diving deep into matchups of who's covering who, but it doesn't matter with him. Like, I think he's matchup proof with the way that they play. And when you're killing linebackers the way they are, sideline to sideline and right at them, it's so hard to have enough energy to go cover a guy like that. And the other thing I'd add, Crystal. too, is – it, it, well, that secondary for Las Vegas ain't really all that to write home about either. So there's going to be opportunity for it to open up, right? I, we, yeah, they're healthier think, than they've been, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, you're starting a, you're starting a rookie safety at the back end because you're trying to overhaul that entire room. I think it could open up at times for this Ravens offense. So I, I agree with you, Jake. It's a little bit suspect, but I certainly think that the Raiders' defense could open up the the floodgates. Jamie, you were saying something. Well, I said before, since we have a little bit extra time here, might as well like briefly touch on kickers and defenses, and then we can kind of go back to like overall thoughts on some stuff, just so we have. I didn't know we'd have extra time here. Uh, Just, I'm just going to run through my top twelve real quick on the kicker side of things, because I still get asked about this a lot because it's one of the hardest spots to fill on a weekly basis. Uh, Wait a minute, before Youngway Koo at one still against Philly. Hold on, before you do this, before you do this, our friend Kyle Krabs of the Draft Network did a draft over the weekend. I've heard of him, and he took a kicker outside of the last two rounds of the draft. That's unfortunate. Doesn't listen to the pod. Not my advice. Who do you I take? probably took one at 13 in one of these leagues, but. I think if you're in the final three rounds, it's fine. Like if it's yeah. one round difference, it's fine. If you're taking them in like in the middle of the round, like you're taking them round 10, just stop. Didn't even take kicker one either. What do you take, Tucker? Yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to yell at him for taking Tucker. No. So. Love me some Bucker, but Tucker, he missed like six extra points last year. Tucker's yeah. missed one in uh, 15 years. Yeah, it's not the playoffs, so Tucker will be fine. So it's uh, Young Way Koo at one, Justin Tucker at two for me this week, Butker three, Suck Up four, love Suck Up this week. 
It might be a lot of extra points, but still they'll, they'll add up at some point. Matt Prater at five. Again, guy that's being completely slept on right now in fan circles is Matt Prater. Uh, Robbie Gold at six. Jason Meyer, seven. Matt Gay, eight. Rodrigo Blankenship, nine. Greg Zerline, 10. A little bit lower than I normally would have him. Jason Sanders at 11. And Tyler Bass at 12. Um, yeah, Zerline struggled can- last year. Missed one in the preseason this year. Big looks erratic up. off the field Not turf. a great yeah. matchup. A guy that I love he, for the season, but I don't love this week, and I like where you have him, Sanders. I took Sanders in a bunch also, of leagues. Yeah, he's really, good. really good, but I don't love him against New England. Yeah, that's why he's a little bit lower this week. He's, he's normally hanging in like that top six or seven. Zerline's interesting because going back to his last year with the Rams, he started to get so shine, so easy for me to say, show oh signs of being shaky. It's a lot of alliteration, Chris, this early. Yeah, that's – It's not oof. early. It's in 1 o'clock in the afternoon. But whatever, not the point. They don't know that. I haven't had enough – I haven't finished my coffee yet, but – uh, started showing that shakiness a little bit uh, in L.A. in his final year. And then for defenses, I have the Rams as my top defense, uh, followed by San Francisco, Denver, Washington, and Baltimore in the top five. Tampa Bay at six, Green Bay seven, Miami eight, Chargers nine, Buffalo ten uh, in my top ten uh, for week one. Some notable ones that are not there. I have the Steelers outside of my top 12 at this week against Buffalo. Uh, I have the... Uh, the Colts outside of my top 12 at 13 versus Seattle. So just some kind of interesting ones there to kind of look at. Uh, if, you, if you're if you hunting for defenses or you didn't draft a defense, you're going to pick somebody up. Um, some ones that are available that I think could be good matchups. Green Bay against uh, Jameis outdoors is a, is a fun one for them. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers against Washington. Because even though Washington can put up some points, there's going to be some turnovers in that game while they're still healthy. So those are a couple of names to kind of keep. And I think Carolina I Panthers. I think Carolina is a, is a hot pick, and I don't like it. It's fine. Like it's a fine matchup. They have playmakers. Like I, that's the that's the classic one of like when you start to get outside these top options of like put the points away for a second. Can this team get some sacks? And I don't like yeah. the way the Jets' offensive line has has looked. I think Wilson is going to look just fine, but I think he's going to get hit in this game, and you might get three or four sacks from Carolina. Maybe you'll get a pick, um, and they'll kind of make up for it. Come on, man. Don't put that out in the that, world. By the way, that game is all narrative. There's nothing that can happen in that oh, game. Narrative bowl. Spin off narrative bowl 2021. Not one thing. Cannot yeah. wait. Oh, it's, it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Uh, this this was fun. We've gotten to actual rankings. There's actual football uh, coming up on the horizon. Tomorrow on the program, on the Wednesday edition of the show, um, Jamie, you mentioned it. We got player props that we're going to talk about on the show. Uh, we're also going to have Tyler from Owner's Box on. Um, he's going to help you set your lineup uh, for the Superflex contest and uh, week that $100,000 contest. All sorts of stuff coming to you tomorrow on the show. Also, a Thursday night football preview from a fantasy perspective. Uh, Jamie's kind of given a little bit uh, of, of a way how he feels about some of those players, but we'll give uh, that game a full deep dive tomorrow on the show. Jake, where, where can everybody follow you on social media? Jake B. Arians on Twitter, Arians NFL on Instagram. Jamie? Follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter, Jamie Eisner TDN on Instagram. And remember, all week long under the Fantasy tab, those rankings will update. So if you go to that page, hit refresh at the very top, and at the bottom you'll see a scrolling list of the up the very latest up-to-date player rankings. They will be updated as ever I feel necessary all the way up until Sunday morning. So make sure you are checking on that before you set your lineups this week. Follow me on Twitter at Shoe Radio, S-C-H-U Radio. Follow the show on Twitter at T-D-N Fantasy. Everybody have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts 
so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.